tight. Good morning, and welcome to Emmett Audio. I thought that uh, as I drove to the farm this morning, it's supposed to be, a, I think it's, it's gonna be a beautiful day. Yesterday was rainy, it's a big weekend, so I think it's gonna be absolutely crazy today, and I need to go harvest more balsam. I have enough to be able to tie reeds all day and not run out. Um, I thought as I drove to the farm, I would talk about something that's really important this time of year if you are working for yourself, which is, what is your plan for after Christmas? As a Christmas tree farmer for the last dozen years, keenly aware of what can happen mentally after Christmas if you don't have a plan. It's very easy to fall into a funk, if not a depression, uh, as I've spoken of in the recent episodes, just because sort of the less money is coming in, your sense of purpose and drive is diminished, there's this sort of period where you don't have to go all out and you haven't recalibrated. Okay, so I talked about the mental side of it two days ago. But today I want to talk about the financial side. Because especially if you if you if your plan, which I think is a pretty common plan, it certainly was for me, is is that as an entry point to working for yourself, or not working for yourself, but to making your spoon carving business sort of a part of the financial picture. But particularly if you are trying to sort of make it the thing that you do, right? You turn your side hustle into a thing. I think it's often the case that you sort of like plan to make that move by launching with Christmas, right? You like build up a bunch of stock over the course of a year thinking, you know, this is going to be my launch. I'm going to start at Christmas and that's going to be the thing. And then I'm going to, well, I think we often don't think beyond Christmas. And I know from vast experience that uh, people's buying habits at Christmas are very different than their buying habits the rest of the year. And it's possible to have quite a successful opening to things if you start at Christmas. You open a business at Christmas if you really start selling your stuff at Christmas at markets and that sort of thing. But then, even before Christmas is done, when people have done most of their shopping by this weekend, there might be a little last minute shopping closer to the time, but it really starts to, to dwindle down. And... And, and then people don't buy things in the same way. Certainly not uh, things that are not sort of critical. If you're if you're selling a service, or you know, there are many ways of having a business that where the, the timing is not. I'm selling a physical object that somebody will most want to buy at Christmas. But for those of you in the spoon carving space, that is the case of what you are doing selling something that is most if you are if you are selling a craft it is most valuable at Christmas 
because that's when people think of buying those things. And if you don't have a plan for after Christmas, you are going to hit a bumpy stretch. And you're going to hit a bumpy stretch even if you do have a plan, so you better damn well have a plan. First thing you can do is save your money. For years and years, when I was underemployed, we lived off of the Christmas tree money for January, February, sometimes March, and things got really thin by the end of March. And by April, I was able to uh, start working at my seasonal job um, or start working at one of the local farms or start getting more sort of gardening, scything gigs, that sort of thing. Whatever I was doing at the moment, things would start to, people would start to sell money, to, to, to spend money again <clears throat> come the spring. But there was that sort of late winter period that was always just living off of that Christmas money. And I think that has got to be part of your plan. So do not make a move where you spend a bunch of money you earned at Christmas now you're going to need it to live off of. The second thing is that if you can, line up work for right after Christmas. If somebody asks for something and you cannot do it for them before Christmas, tell them, look, I'm, I can't do it before Christmas, but I can do it just after Christmas. I can do it in January. Would you like that? And half the time, people will say, yes, please. And they're happy to spread it out, particularly if you can get, if they can pay up front, um, they tend to want to do that around Christmas because again, people have a sort of a budget in their head that they spend around Christmas time. And whether they get the stuff at Christmas or not, it seems less important than wanting to spend the money. Now, if you can get them to not pay up front, try to get them to pay later because that spreads out cash flow coming in. You want cash flow to be as diffuse across the year as possible because it evens out the ups and downs in your own cash flow, right? You want stuff to come in ideally when, when you do the work. I experienced this with the Spoon of the Month Club. I think a lot of people would like to pay for Spoon of the Month Club in one big lump sum up front, but I don't let people because the benefit to me of Spoon of the Month Club is not in having some big chunk of money come in all at once, which is then more difficult to manage. It's in having a recurring amount that comes in at regular intervals that creates the cushion that the rest of uh, our finances floats upon. <laughs> so you can often line up work to be able to You can often line up work to be able to um, have it in the bag for right after Christmas. Ooh, storm damage. It was super windy last night. Interesting. Very interesting. Wow. Interesting. Um. And here's the utility guy. Okay, the next thing, let's say you don't have work lined up for after Christmas. Well, create some project that has some long-term benefit for you. Maybe it's starting the 
part of your business that is going to be uh, that's going to build your brand or create value for people or right so there's there's always things that you can do that are that seem less important than just making the actual items well for me for instance this was building the making the web um, not the website creating the magazine right or um, I have a the, my girl's his godfather is a, is a world renowned glass blower and he's retired now but he used to spend every January just experimenting with new stuff just messing around with new stuff to, to explore new ideas and and this I think is where um, this I think is where you can find a saving grace if you don't have work lined up don't just build up stock for some thing unless you know that there's you're gonna run out of time to make it later use that time to do new work that pushes you into new territories where somebody especially if you're documenting it so that somebody can see it and be interested in it and buy it and order more of it uh, but also it's the place where you can can lay the groundwork for the the work that's going to matter more later on I don't think that administrative tasks, even something like building a website, counts in this regard. I see building a website as something that is valuable to have, but not so valuable that it counts as uh, the project that's going to sort of put your name on the map. That's just, a website is just a nice thing to have that helps build some street cred. But what really gives you street cred is having something to put on the website that you have done. So. If you don't have anything lined up for January, figure something out, do something new. Figure out some cool collaboration that you can do with somebody. Maybe that doesn't even, maybe it isn't even designed to make you money, although I would highly recommend it does make you money. But you know, a good example of this is the pocketbook of Axe Blocks that I wrote and that Lee John Phillips illustrated that we did at the start of the pandemic. And and we distributed that for free. That's a free ebook on my website or, or on Lee's. Uh, but the point is, the point is simply that the point is simply that something meaningful where you're making a meaningful contribution, whether by breaking new ground or by doing some cool collaboration or just creating something that takes a little more effort than what you would normally do, because it's a longer term thing, is a good use of your time and resources in January, February. And finally, I would say that the the other thing that you should be doing after Christmas is uh, is reaching out to other businesses to see if there is some 
collaboration or wholesale opportunity that you can work with them on. And in particular, if your lack of work means that you can give them a really good price, you can often get your foot in the door with the business that where otherwise at a different time of year, you'd be like, well, it doesn't make sense for me to take this wholesale order and only get paid this amount for, you know, the things I'm making, because look, I can just save them up and sell them at Christmas time, right? You're going to start thinking that as early as the summer. So January, February, March is a great time if you can reach out cold to a bunch of businesses and say, hey, you know, uh, I think we'd be a good fit. I was wondering if you're interested in my work, you know, and then give them the absolute bare minimum price that you can do. And I haven't been great at this for a long time because, well, frankly, I have more work than I can fit into the time available. But if that is not you, if you have more work than you have demand, well, sell your work for half of what you sell at retail. Sell it wholesale for 50% of what you're getting for at retail. And I guarantee you, you will find a wholesale partner who is interested in doing that with you. And getting half of what you think you should get for your time is way better than nothing. And those sorts of relationships and opportunities lead to things. And I think uh, if you are in a situation where demand is not sufficient to fill your time, then the relationships and the leads and the, and the, and the learning that you get from doing wholesale work plus the small amount of money, smaller amount of money you get from wholesale work is well worth it. And it's certainly better than, than simply making more work and trying to sell it retail. Look, you'll probably get more retail work, more work, people wanting your work, simply by doing the wholesale work and documenting it. If you do that well, that will generate the retail work, but you're gonna have to give up money now, potential money now, to make more money later. And if you hold on tight to the idea that your, your time is valuable and worth a certain amount of time, then you're not gonna, you're, you're not gonna proceed past that. That's a dead end. That is, that is, uh, well, first of all, it's bullshit. Your time is worth what other people, your time is worth what you have been able to make your time be worth. And that is the result of everything put together. That's the result of, in the total picture, how much time do you have available and how much money can you attract with it. And it's not some objective thing where you just say, my, my time is worth X and you better pay this amount or not. I think, I think we need to be much more flexible about thinking about what we are worth because that, as I've said in the past, that allows us to capture the upside later on by embracing the downside now. And if you stick to your guns too much and say, well, I can't do this because this is, this, you know, my time is worth X, especially if you don't have as much work as you want to have, 
well, then you're giving up momentum. You're giving up opportunities to learn and you're giving up money that you could have, even if it was money earned at a lower hourly rate than you would wish. Either way, you need a plan for after Christmas. You probably are already feeling that you need that plan now. And I hope this gives you a sense of what I think are the major points to touch upon. You need to save all your money so that if nothing works out, you're still okay. You need to do experimental work. You need to uh, defer demand for later on as much as possible, especially demand that you can't meet right now because you're too busy. You need to see, you need to, to lean on people to see if they will accept you doing the work later on to spread out the money over the year. And you need to seek out wholesale opportunities and collaborations with people that might not yield as much money as you would hope now, but are your foot in the door to something bigger later on. I gotta cut some balsam and tie a bunch of reeds. I bet there's people there already. I'm looking down into the valley where the farm is and uh, hope you have a great day. Talk tomorrow.